listening to Unleash the Entrepreneur podcast. I'm your host, Erica Sheffer, digital marketing strategist, business mentor to entrepreneurs, fitness lover, and total taco addict. In this podcast, I'm bringing you weekly episodes designed to help you unleash your success in life, business, and in well-being. You'll hear inspiring interviews of industry experts, learn fresh business strategies and marketing tips, and get high-level success advice so you can kill it in your business. If you're looking to become your own CEO and spread your message like wildfire, you're in the right place. Let's unleash, shall we? Welcome to episode number 23 of Unleash the Entrepreneur podcast. Today, I have my good friend and business partner, the social celebrity, Brooke Rash, here with us. And we're going to talk about why influencers are, are choosing to partner with network marketing companies. I know this is typically a taboo topic, but I can't wait for you guys to hear us dive in. Um, so a little bit about Brooke. Brooke is a Facebook marketing expert and network marketing professional. Brooke and her husband, Jason, are longtime entrepreneurs and a true power couple who have a knack for leading people to success. They have been making a living off of Facebook for the past 10 years, you guys, using their expertise in marketing. Brooke is on a mission to make network marketing sexy again, and I got to say, it's working. Hey, Brooke, thanks for being here today. (laughs) Hey, Erica. I'm just going to have you write all of my copy from now on, (laughs) so that was great. Thanks for the introduction. (laughs) Yes, totally. I'll copy and paste this and send it to you after. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, okay. So I want to dive into your story because I mean, let's be real. You and I, longtime entrepreneurs, network marketing is something we never thought we would ever do again. So I want to hear your story. Like how did you get into MLM again? I know that you can share a little bit about how you were in it before. What brought you in? What like broke the mold for you? I know that, uh, for me, I like went in kicking and screaming. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I did actually get my entrepreneurial start in an MLM business. It's, you know, it was more of a inventory model based business. So it was a party plan. So it wasn't really set up like a network marketing company, more like direct sales. And I did that for seven years, but I never really made any life changing money. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of overhead. It was a lot of going to the post office, a lot of being away from my family on the weekends, because that was obviously when people wanted to book their parties. So when my kids were little, I was gone like all the time on the, on the weekends I I was working. And so for me, when I finally left, I was like, that's it. I'm done with this. I'll never do MLM ever, ever, like ever, ever again. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) I mean, I was in it, Erica. I mean, I like to the point where I have like a tattoo from like the company, but we won't, we won't talk about that. Um, (laughs) No way. I had no idea. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little secret. Um, but I was like, I'll never be so consumed in something you know, that I'm like branding like my body, like permanently with something from the company, you know, I was like, Oh, like they're drinking the Kool-Aid, you know? So I stepped away because I start really, I start really feeling called to be, do my own thing, you know, be myself Mm -hmm. because for so long I was that company. Like Mm -hmm. that was, that was who I was. It was my identity. So Mm -hmm. it was actually really difficult 
to pull away from it. I stayed in it for two years longer than I really wanted to because, you know, I did have friendships and relationships with people in, in the company. So I finally got the courage, you know, to, to move away from that. And my husband and I, like you said, we are serial entrepreneurs. So we've done a whole bunch of different things. When I first left, I really, I went into health coaching. I enrolled mm -hmm. into nutrition school and I was taking myself on a personal, you know, healing journey. I wrote about that in a book earlier this year where I recovered both myself from autoimmune issues and well, not mm -hmm. recover, but manageable, you know, my symptoms are manageable. And then I recovered my son from autism. So Amazing. I took people on that. Yeah. So I took people on that journey and they naturally started coming out of the woodwork, wanting meal programs and things from me. So we did that for a little while, but we were still new in the whole entrepreneurial world. We didn't understand the concept of like recurring revenue. So we did well. We brought like 1200 people through our meal program in a year. And it was wow. really at the end of the day, once we really got to thinking about it, it was really because we were excellent at marketing and captivating people and getting them interested in what we were doing. So people then began asking me more marketing advice. You know, how are you doing this on Facebook? How are you creating this movement? And that was when we shifted about two years ago into really working with entrepreneurs. I wanted to help people with their, their marketing. So, you know, I sold courses. I worked with other entrepreneurs and companies one-on-one -on -one to help them with their marketing. And we did help, uh, we did help people generate millions of dollars in revenue, whether it was because we created a marketing campaign for them or we made re referrals to them and now they were working with someone new, you know, that sort of thing. And the only problem with that was that we were making all of these other people a lot of money, Erica, mm -hmm. but we weren't making it really for ourselves. And at the end of the day, you and I both know, like when you have an online business, you know, whether it's coaching, digital marketing, whatever it is, you know, when you're operating online, most people think, oh, it doesn't cost a lot to operate because it's online, but that couldn't be further from the truth. So when we sat down and did the numbers last year, we were so excited. Like we had brought in more than six figures, but when we did the math, we realized that we had really only profited about $50,000. Wow. And that was so, so, so much work. And when you have a family of four and you know, you have have a child in private school, you have health issues, you know, where you have to be able to buy good quality food. I, I know you feel me on that. Yeah. We were just getting by, you know, and to some that might sound like a lot of money, but for us, it was like, okay, we've been working and working and working and working, and we still don't feel like we're making a difference. It's so <laughs> I'm not sure how much we want to go into the story, but I had started a membership site at the end of last year because I thought, you know, I really am just feeling this calling to bring people together. I, we're really good at bringing people together. And that was one of the reasons our, our meal program, our old company was called Motivate America. And that was why it was so successful uh, was because we were so great at bringing people together. And we were really just craving that. I wanted to bring people together who were you know, working towards something collectively, helping each other out, lifting each other up, people who had different areas of expertise. So I had this idea to put together a membership site. And I did get, you know, we brought more than 300 people into that 
membership site organically, which is incredible. That's, it is incredible. Those are amazing <laughs> numbers. I don't, I don't think people realize that, that like you guys are epic at bringing people in and like painting a vision for them. Keep going. I just, I just want people to realize like that is major. Yeah. And we just did that all through Facebook lives and just putting it out there. Hey, we're creating this community. And so I wanted to highlight different people. So I brought on featured experts. The problem with it, Erica, was mm -hmm. that everyone wasn't working towards the same goal. Everyone had their own individual businesses and they were all in it for themselves. So even though we tried to create this amazing uplifting group that wasn't, you know, spammy or salesy because people were so over that in the online space, it was still happening where people would reach out to connect with ulterior motives. And mm -hmm. so we're putting all of this energy into it. And right about the time that I launched, a friend of mine approached me with a network marketing opportunity. Now, usually when it comes to MLM, I, I shut people down. I'm not interested. I mean, I can't tell you how many people have said, Oh, I'd love to have you join my team. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I bet you would. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to be snooty, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good at that. I'm good at, you know, creating interest in things. So I immediately, you know, I did have the, like I had my walls up, but when she told me what it was, you know, she yeah. was telling me about the product, the fact that it was a newer company and what the product did. I, as an entrepreneur, I had to hear what she was saying. And in the back of my mind, I'm sitting here going, this is, this could be huge. Like I could be sitting on a gold mine. Meanwhile, you know, I have that fear and doubt going like, Brooke, you can't join network marketing. You hate network marketing. Everyone knows you hate network marketing. We actually created uh, marketing material for some online coaches that was targeting people in network marketing. And we were like hitting all the pain points that people have in network marketing. We're like, so funny. you get them, you get them out of network marketing. So <laughs> it's, it's really funny how things come full circle and God's like, ha ha ha. Oh yeah. Um, so I, I tried the products. I'm like, okay, I tell you what, I'm going to try these products. You say they're great. I'm, and she kept hassling me too. Like she kept reaching. I would give her that. Like she was, she was persistent. And so I'm like, okay, okay. I'm going to try these products. I tried the products. I used the products and I was like, son of a, you know what? Mike, <laughs> I, I love this stuff. This is amazing. And now I'm going to tell everyone about it. And then she's going to make a lot of money. So I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to buy a, a kit, you know, so they call it like a starter kit, startup kit. And, you know, then maybe I can send my link to a few people if they're interested. I had no idea it would explode like it did. It was really just like a fear of missing out. So I went, I went into it and then I had someone else reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, I've really been wanting to try these products. And I would love to do this with you if, if you'll do it with me. And so that then I like actually started working. So it ended up really exploding because of how I was marketing it. It's like, it's the craziest story. And I will tell you guys. So obviously when I introduced Brooke on this call, you know, I said we're business partners, like, okay, surprise, surprise. The company that I joined is actually the company that Brooke is in. And I dragged my butt for pretty much seven months watching her build this. But there was something about the way that you were marketing it, something about the way that you were presenting it that was like, it was like a movement. And you felt FOMO, like major FOMO. I'm missing out, not being involved. And even though like I was someone who, again, just like you, Brooke, I swore I would never, ever do network marketing again. I had a bad experience several years ago. 
there was something about this that was different. There was something that like you guys started a movement that it felt, looked, and it, it was different. And so I want to talk about why you think, because obviously doing it different has a, has a to do with it, you know, like, but we have talked about this, you and I before, why there are influencers now deciding whether they're big coaches, big time coaches, already with established brands and businesses, email lists, people who are, you know, maybe even influencers on Instagram, bloggers, why they're now choosing to partner with network marketing companies. I have, I know that it starts with them seeing that, you know, it, there's something different around it, but let's like dissect this. I want to hear what you think about it. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, it really went back to whenever I joined this company and I, I sat on it, honestly, for three weeks, Erica, and mm. I lost one of my friends that got recruited by someone else because I didn't tell anyone that I was doing it. And when that <laughs> happened, I was like, oh, snap. So I, you know, I had to concoct a plan. Like, how am I going to do this? I refuse to make my my Facebook page, because that's what I do. I do Facebook marketing. So I have a loyal following on my Facebook page. I said, I refuse to make my Facebook page an advertisement for a network marketing company. I refuse to have it be a billboard. So when someone comes to my page, they immediately click away because they think that mm -hmm. I'm like a spammer and I'm going to, you know, hit up their inbox trying to get them to buy my product. So I decided that I was going to market it very carefully, Erica. And as you know, I do not actually say the name of the product or the company that I represent on my Facebook page. And the reason for that is because it creates curiosity. Number one, people want to know, and then they reach out and we have, you know, we have conversations. And honestly, that's the main reason. Um, and number two, I knew that if I just put it out there, people would be like, okay, great. Like they would stop listening to what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And yep. because I do have another business, because I am seen as, a marketing expert, I didn't want people to be turned off by that. So I really feel like I started this movement of people who were completely like a no way. I would never, ever, ever do network marketing. I basically, I saw a problem <laughs> and I tapped into it, Erica. Yep. You got <laughs> like, me. Well, you got me with that. <laughs> let's take this segment of entrepreneurs who are all about multiple revenue streams, but they're spending so, so much on ads every month just yep. to get by, or we get on the phone with someone and find out that, you know, they made half a million dollars this year, but they also spent half a million dollars. Like that's Crazy. not a profitable business. Audible is doing something really cool for you, the listener of Unleash the Entrepreneur podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I'm obsessed with Audible right now, and a few books that I'm actually listening to are Originals by Adam Grant, Sell or Be Sold by Grant Cardone, and Winning the Story Wars by Jonah Sachs. All of these books are books that I tell my clients to listen to as well, so you should definitely get on it. You can go and download your free audiobook when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash unleash the entrepreneur. Again, go to audibletrial.com forward slash unleash the entrepreneur. You can get your free 30-day trial and listen to an audiobook right now. So I really think that the way that we positioned it 
um, made a big difference. And then just making people see that you can do this. You don't have to do it in the old school way that people did in the 90s, early 2000s. You don't have to make your car like a billboard for a company that you can show <laughs> up and you can be like that shiny, sleek Tesla instead of the car that has all the bumper stickers on the back mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. And that was what got me because when, when I started seeing you do, you know, your curiosity driven posts and we had a conversation, we had a couple of conversations during the spring last year. I'm like, what is this thing you're doing? I was super resistant, but what, you know, I knew what was going on in my business is that I was working hard. I was working a lot of hours and everything that I was bringing in was active income. I did have a couple and I still do have some, some revenue streams that are passive quote unquote, but the ads that are required and the overhead that's required to make those profitable, it's a lot. It's a lot of work just in ads, but it's also a lot of work in the team and paying a team member to manage those ads, to manage the funnel, to look at the conversion rates and all that kind of stuff. And I was just getting tired. Like if I'm honest, I was getting to a place where I was just really tired and I was ready for something that could be fun but also incredibly profitable as a smart decision. And I think that's like, for me, you know, I, I was like, but I'm a real entrepreneur. I can't do this. Real entrepreneurs don't do network marketing. But then I was like, I actually had to be humbled when I got to a place earlier this year where my body just started to literally physically burn out because I was just working a lot. And I was looking at my business saying like, okay, well, if it's going to grow, then I have to keep working more. Like I have to, keep doing more or raise my prices, neither of which I wanted to do. So it's just, it's just incredible. Just raise them again, Erica, just price everyone <laughs> out. So everyone has to take out a second mortgage to work with you. I think too, it's that's crazy. a big reason, you know, like you were talking about, like, let's dissect this. Like there's, that's a lot of the big talk in the online industry is raise your prices, you know, charge a hundred thousand dollars for someone to work with you. And there's a lot of people that they just don't feel, they don't feel right about that. You know, mm -hmm. that they have that, that gut check that says, hmm, maybe I might be taking advantage of people by charging them astronomical prices just because I took a weekend course to boost my self-esteem and now I feel better about myself. <laughs> you, you, yep. You know, that could probably be a whole different, you know, topic. But yeah, I mean, I think, like you said, it's like positioning, positioning the product and the opportunity more like someone who's a blogger or Instagram. Instagram influencer versus mm -hmm. someone that's like, oh my gosh, you have to buy my shake, buy my shake, buy my, you know, buy my shake. Like, have you tried this product? <laughs> and I think that's why network marketing does have the stigma because a lot of companies aren't moving their marketing strategies into the 21st century. They're still using outdated old school strategies and they're not teaching their people how, how to use social media effectively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the next thing I wanted to get into with you. Actually, this is perfect, like around the stigma of network marketing and MLM, because that was my big hang up too. I didn't want to sacrifice the integrity of my brand to, you know, have another revenue stream, even if it was super profitable. I was, you know, I know that, and you, I'm sure you felt the same, but I know how many years I spent building a brand where people would trust me and, you know, builds a credibility online. And so I was freaked out. Oh my gosh, if I have to be one of those creepy salespeople and you know, the person who's constantly posting graphics, I'm not going to do this. Like it's not, it, it's not for me, but I never saw you do that. And so that's why I was like, wait, what, what's going on here? I need to know more. <laughs> so let's talk about the stigma because this is real. There's a real stigma of MLM and you know, what does that look like? What, let's talk about it. 
Yeah, it's just, it's the sleazy strategies. I really feel like network marketers have that same stigma that telemarketers had like in the 90s, 2000s. I mean, they still have it, but it's not as prevalent anymore because people have gotten savvy and telemarketing, it doesn't work as well anymore, right? So I really feel like that's where the stigma comes from. That, and if you think about it too, you know, you were saying like, I'm a real entrepreneur. I take my business very seriously. Network marketing has a low entry level. So mm -hmm. anyone can join the business for, I mean, some companies you can join for as little as $10 all the way up to, you know, a few hundred to a couple thousand, you know, depending on what the, the company or the product is. But when you are able to start a business for, let's say $200, you're not maybe necessarily going to get the most quality people. And then they don't have training. You know, they don't know how to market. They don't know how to sell. And so they, they, then they go out there, two things happen. Number one, they they have they have really bad strategies that make the industry look bad but then they also don't get results so then they're salty and then people think oh well, mlm yeah. doesn't work because you know my sister sally tried it and she didn't make any money from it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think that's again it's about educating your team and that's what you and jason have done so wonderfully and you guys are amazing leaders of this of saying no we're not doing it that way and it's not that you know there's a I want to be careful around that because a lot of people are going to be like, wait a second, I've been taught by my company to do it this way. It's not that what your companies are teaching you is the wrong thing. I just think that there's ways to be more powerful and actually have success in a shorter time frame, like you guys have. I mean, in, in reality, you've been in this for 10 months and you've, you're in the top 80 of the entire company, which is mind blowing. So, you know, what does some of those strategies look like for you? And Jason, you guys are pros on Facebook and some of the tips you guys have on Facebook are just genius. So, you know, if someone's getting into it and they, they want to be powerful, they want to have a, a brand in their network marketing presence that isn't icky, what does that look like? How can they do that? I always tell people to lead with their expertise lead with your expertise. Don't leave, lead with your product. If you do talk about your product, which you will at some point, like to sell product, you do have to talk about it, but you talk about it in a way of what, what results, you know, what results did I get? Like, how do I feel? Let's, let's say you are in a health and wellness business and you're taking new products that are giving you all of this amazing energy. You're going to talk about how you were able to accomplish X, Y, and Z and how you used to deal with with burnout and then you're going to post a photo of yourself, you know, and then people are going to start asking, Oh my gosh, what are you using? I'm having the same problem. So it's more like you're showing up in someone's newsfeed and you're providing a solution and what people don't understand about Facebook in particular, well, all social media really, but Facebook, you know, it's an entertainment platform. People get mm -hmm. on Facebook to entertain themselves at the end of the day. Like they're either going to be learning something or they're going to be laughing or being entertained by watching, you know, their friends and their family post photos and dog and cat videos, which are the best, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, so you have to seamlessly integrate into the feed and you have to be providing people value. You either need to be entertaining people or you need to be providing them with value either in the form of information or inspiration. So it's really leading with 
who you are, you know, what, what are your stories? What are the things that you're going through on a day-to-day basis or in an overarching, like yesterday we shared that we gave away our car. We earned a free company car. It's the first time I ever got a new car. And so we use that opportunity to talk about the struggles and how far we've come in our life and business and that we're now in a position to be able to bless another family. And so we always think of everything as content. You know, how can I use this as content? How can I use this to show people what's possible and to inspire them along the way? And I never put out a hard call to action. I never say, hey, you should join my team. But people see what I'm doing. I'm posting about things. I'm keeping them curious. I'm inspiring them. They're watching. They're applauding. And then they're also reaching out. They're slipping in my inbox saying, hey, tell me more about this business opportunity. Hey, are you available in Europe or Australia yet? Because I really want to get started. (laughs) And so it's really just boils down to being, being strategic and not being a billboard. Because the second you come across like you're a billboard and you're always just showing up and selling something, people are going to tune you out. They're either going to unfriend you, unfollow you, or block you. They're going to be done. They don't, they like to buy things, but they don't want to be sold. Totally. And I will tell you from experience, because when I got into this, I was like, okay, Brooke and Jason, tell me what to do because I have no idea how to do this or to make it work. And I was scared, but it works. The strategy works because people will buy from others that they know, like, and trust. They will buy and work with people that has had an impact on their life and they see as credible. And as soon as you appear to be someone who's just trying to take money, you know, and, you know, trying to get a sale for the next flash sale that's going on, people, they're not, they're not as apt to to follow through and do it with you because that's not why we're going to social media. We're not going to Facebook or Instagram to be sold to. We want connection. Um, so it's just so brilliant. So I would love to hear from you. Like, you know, I think that for anyone who's listening, maybe they're thinking about joining a network marketing company. Maybe they're thinking about joining us. Maybe they're thinking about, you know, all the other options that they have in their, in their inbox. Like what does a good opportunity look like? What should people look for? What are things that are like, you know, you, if you want to be successful, you need to have X, Y, and Z in that opportunity to really set you up for success. Are there some things like that that you can say? Oh gosh. Yes. Um, for sure. Number one, it has to be a product that you love. It Mm. has to be something that you would tell people about, even if you weren't getting paid for it. So good. If if you don't love your, if you don't love your product that you're representing, then it's not going to work. Number two, you have to have great leadership. Unless you're a self-starter, unless you're someone like, like me and Erica who are more visionary and we can, we can see it and we just need a little bit of direction and then we're on our own, most people are not self-starters. Like I know probably your audience maybe is a little bit more, Erica, because you're, you have a lot of like really ambitious entrepreneurs, so <laughs> maybe I should take that <laughs> statement back, but I mean, having great leadership is really, really important and I can't tell you how many times people have have reached out to me like wanting to be on my team and they chose to join with someone else because it was a friend or they didn't want to hurt someone's feelings. And now they're like, I really shot myself in the foot as far as like making a great business decision because I'm, I know I would be so much further along with your guidance and your, Mm -hmm. you know, coaching. So those are the two main things. Obviously you want to make sure that you have a great compensation plan and then, Oh, Oh, also it needs to be a consumable product. Mm -hmm. So 
handbags and you know jewelry and things like that those are pretty those are nice i get those on subscription service <laughs> but um it's not consumable so you really need to have a product that people are going to have to reorder so you want to make sure that you're getting those repeat orders from people that's so 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 important so 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 important and then what was the last thing oh my gosh inventory you don't want to have to have high inventory or high like monthly minimums that was my experience in my previous um, endeavor was I had to come out of pocket every month, sometimes like up to like $1,500. What? You know, to, yeah. It was a lot of money. So you don't want to have to have an inventory based model. So anything that you're having to buy and stock inventory or buy an exorbitant amount of products. I know in my, my business in particular, I'm not required to make any type of personal order every month. If I want to, I can, that's great. Uh, my minimum for sales, personal sales is very low and it's very doable all the way from the bottom of the company, all the way to the top, because the money is in building, you know, it's obviously in building a team and building an organization. So yeah, those would be the three or the four main things that I would look at. Great leadership, making sure you have a product that you love. that's also consumable that people are going to reorder and then looking at the comp plan, you know, make sure you're going to be earning a great income and not being required to have a lot of inventory or stock things. I don't personally have to mail anything. I hate going to the mail to the post office. It's the worst. <laughs> I have like Christmas. Well, I have no, not Christmas presents. Like I went to Pennsylvania a couple weekends ago, me and my sister-in-laws went shopping and I have stuff to send them because they had to fly home. And I still haven't gone to the mailbox or the, the USPS yet because it's just like such a hassle. I can't imagine having to go every day, package up things. That would just be such a crazy waste of time. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Oh, that was my former life. It was, it was awful. I actually had a lady at the post office tell me one time not to come in like at a certain time because I had too many packages. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> she's like, there she comes again. Like here she, with all of her, uh, like she was annoyed, very annoyed, not happy with me with my 30 packages at a time. <laughs> oh my word. That's amazing. Well, that's such good advice. And I think that like, you know, the reality is there are so many opportunities and so many people trying to say, join my company, join my company. But at the end of the day, you and I are both businesswomen first and foremost. And you know, when we went to make a decision, it was like, it had to make sense business-wise, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just going to be because it was fun. Like it had to be profitable. It had to be setting us all up for success, you know? So that's such good advice. I hope that, you know, for, if you're, if you're listening and you're thinking about joining a company, you know, really make a wise decision because, um, you can kind of create like a, another job for yourself essentially. Um, okay. So I kind of want to switch gears really to wrap it up today, but Obviously, your brand is a social celebrity, and I love it. It's I'm like I need to have a cool brand like Brooke. Like I'm like I need to up my brand game. But I want to talk about this briefly because you're someone who's so good at this, embodying it. But like, what does this social celebrity piece mean? What is it about? Like, why do people? I know that you say that people need to be their own celebrities, and like talking, you talk a lot about star power. So can you just briefly talk about that? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's the only way that people are going to listen to what you say. So the way that I came up with it, Erica was, you know, I, like, I, like you said in the beginning, I've been using Facebook to make money for 10 years, social media to influence people to 
you know, purchase from me in one way or another. And what started happening to me would be, I would run into people in public or I would be at an event and I would meet someone that had been following me online. And they would say to me, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity right now. And I, at first I, I, I laughed it off. I'm like, it's like, this is so silly. Like, are you kidding me? Like I'm a regular person. I show up online and I post, I mean, this was even before Facebook live. So I was just, I was doing this all like either pre-recorded video or, um, you know, photo posts, you know, things like that. So it started happening to me again and again and again, where people would be like, Oh, I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity. And I finally <laughs> just had this light bulb moment where I realized that I had positioned myself as a social media celebrity. I had created this brand for myself. Like, I, w I don't want to say unintentionally because I mean, I'm always intentional in what I'm doing, but I didn't realize, I guess, the extent of how powerful my online presence had become. So whenever I went into like really creating my brand, I, I really wanted to encompass that because it was about social media. Everything that I've done in the last 10 years that I've accomplished, every big thing has been because of social media, either connecting with a certain, certain people, having opportunities presented to me because of my social media presence. Um, just everything has brought me to where I am now. And so I'm really passionate about marketing and social media in particular, because it's how I've this is how I've done my business. And so that was whenever I created that brand and I started really seeing the difference in people who had that star power and who didn't, because I could work with someone and teach them my strategies all day long. Like you can post like, like this and write your story like this and that. But at the end of the day, they really have to embody that star power. They have to have that it factor, you know, kind of like sometimes I'll feel like Simon Cowell. Like I'm like, oh, she's a star. She's a star. No, nope, not so much. Um, but you know, Simon Cowell, he takes these people that has have raw talent and he turns them into superstars. That's how the brand came to be. And that's what I really teach people. I'm like, you got to stand out. Like, it, you know, when you think about social media, like entertainment, like we were talking before, you know, and you think about celebrities, like for celebrities, it's all about capturing the headlines. That's why Kim Kardashian is so huge because she knows how to work the system and she knows how to grab the headlines. When you go into hiding and, you know, they're not talking about you, you're not being talked about on, on social media or in you know, publications thing. Everything is online now though. Like, let's be real. Everything's mm -hmm. on social now, you know, your career kind of fizzles out. So the more people are talking about you, the better. And we've never before lived in a time where we could turn ourselves into stars. Like we couldn't do this 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I, if, if I was born 20 years earlier, I wouldn't be able to be affecting so many people in a positive way because I can get on a Facebook live and I can reach, you know, 250, 300 people in a 15 minute period. And then, you know, obviously get replay viewers, but yeah, it's just like, you know, turning yourself into that star. And I always say, you have a message, you have something powerful that you want to share with the world. Like, do I love network marketing? Yes. Do I think it's a fabulous opportunity? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, my message is one of empowerment. My message is one of, Hey, stop living inside the box, you know, mm -hmm. start living your life on purpose. You know, whether that looks like joining a network marketing company or starting your own business or 
quitting your job and finding something you're passionate about. That's what my message has always been about empowerment. And so I've just used social media as my stage. This is like the best interview I've ever done. This is so, <laughs> this is so good. And, and for anyone who's out there hiding right now, like this is your kick in the pants. You know, you've got to get out there. You've got to stand out. No one's going to follow someone who's vanilla. You know, you can't, nope. you can't, you have to be interesting. I say that all the time to my clients. You have to be interesting. This is so good. Oh my gosh, Brooke, thank you so much for, for hopping on, sharing your, your golden nuggets and your knowledge. This is, this is awesome. Um, so if people want to come and find you, where's the best place? I think I know the answer, Facebook, um, but oh, where yeah. can they find you or how can they connect with you? Yeah. So look me up on Facebook, Brooke Rash. You can follow my business page, although I'm not going to lie. I don't use it that much. It's the social celebrity. <laughs> Maybe one day <laughs> whenever I'm ready to put out a course, <laughs> you know, you can follow me over, over there, but just type in Brooke Rash and you should be able to find me. You can follow awesome. me there. We'll put the link in the show notes too. So people can easily find you for sure. Perfect. Um, and, and what's coming next for you? Are you, I know you're working on some exciting stuff. Are there any like hints that you can drop around any projects you're working on? Oh yeah. I, I, I'm taking it to the next level with a network marketing company. So be, be on the lookout for some really nice things that are coming. I don't want to say too much, but it's going to be, it's going to be good. Uh, you can follow actually you can follow million hair club over on Instagram to, yeah. to see what I'm up to with that project. And then next year, I think I maybe I might write a book. So we'll, we'll see. Yes. Well, I will say <laughs> to the listeners right now that I got a sneak peek of this project that Brooke is working on one of them and it is epic. So you definitely want to head over to the Million Hair Club on Instagram and follow. I'll put the, the link in the show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brooke. This has been an amazing episode. For those of you who are listening, you can go over to iTunes and I'd love it and love it, love it if you left a review. I read every single one. Let us know how did you like this episode? What did you think of Brooke's Golden Nuggets? And head over to the blog, blog.ericasheffer.com for all the show notes. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.